That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio. And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about. Okay, welcome to another episode of That Naturopathic Podcast. This is Dr. Kara. And this is Dr. Dave. And we have another ND couple, an official ND couple here with us today. Mm -hmm. We have a repeat guest. Uh, Dr. Ben um, and his uh, wife, uh, Jess. And so it's the first time we've had two people, a repeat guest, and uh, we're really glad to have both of you here. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Okay, like tell the truth, you're super, super pumped about uh, today's uh, guest because we're talking about something that you are very interested in. Yes, so today we're talking about how um, the divine feminine fits within medicine, which is, um, you know, when we asked um, Ben and Jess to come on the podcast, we asked you because we love the work you do together and kind of how... Um, how you are as a couple and how are you are showing up to heal the world in different capacities. And so um, it was you who, d- who uh, thought this topic was really a good weave between uh, the work that you both do. So we'd love to, could you just introduce yourselves and then also tell us why you chose this topic? Sure. Jess, you want to start? <laughs> sure. sure. So first of all, thank you so much for having me here. I know uh, technically, I'm the first non-naturopathic doctor on the podcast, so I am honored to be here. You are. It doesn't come, the decision d- isn't made lightly to bring oh. a non-ND, so <laughs> yeah, but you I- totally make the cut, especially <laughs> you align with my heart of doing women's work. So um, why don't you start with telling us about what your non-ND self is up to? Sure. So... Typically, I am working in the field of women's work, and I do that through a variety of ways with um, energy medicine and intuitive coaching. I spend a lot of time working with mothers, especially in their birthing process and postpartum uh, period, which we're going to talk about later as it relates to the feminine. Um, And I do mothers groups and online courses, anything that is about, like you said, your passion around the feminine. And I think it's really easy maybe for some of the the guys out there listening to get confused about um, what that means. So I'm really excited that we can give a broader and larger uh, description of what the feminine means and how it's integral in everyone's healing um, journey. And it's really wonderful to be able to do this with Ben. and I'm excited to, yeah, to take this adventure over this next hour with you all. It's so cool. We have the divine feminine with a man. I just think that's really, that's really cool. So I think it's holistic off the, off the hop. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, if 
if there's anything that we do in sort of describing how the feminine weaves into our healing work, it's, it's also to, to say that, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, sex, right? It's not about, mm-hmm. you know, the feminine being female and the masculine being male. It's about that each one of us, right, as male or female or however we identify, um, has both of these aspects and both of these poles that make up who we are. And, and as we lay out maybe some of the sort of the ways of describing it, all the language does a super poor job <laughs> of, as, of, of like describing them. Um, it's important to sort of keep that in the back of our, of our minds. What do you think some of the misconceptions are about, about the way we think about masculine and feminine and the words we use? I'm wondering if that's a good place to start. Cause I mean, sure. I would think most, most dudes listening when they think of the feminine, they just think of someone out with a sign flashing their boobs or something, right? Like they're thinking of like, um, you know, feminists, which, which in general, you know, has different, different thoughts or, or connotations to it. And I'm wondering if, if, if this topic just hasn't really been explored in the depth that I hope we can get into today. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think it's true, especially for men, it would be the recognition of this truth that, that they are half feminine, mm-hmm. right? Even, even that point alone, I think, would, would, would cause some, some pause, right, for a lot of people, um, and maybe for women as well, in terms of half of them being sort of, yeah, a, a, a masculine essence weaving into them. And I think you know, the one thing that, that Jess and I often will, will talk about is how sort of this, there is a sort of scale on which, you know, these energies weave through each one of us, right? We're not necessarily all, as we know, 50% feminine essence and 50% masculine essence, where some of us are 75-25 or 66-33 or 90-10 or whatever it is. And, and I think the one thing that we we want to communicate about the feminine is how, how important it is to be able to, yeah, play with that energy. Right. Um, and, and recognize that energy within us, um, whether that's in our day-to-day stuff um, or in our healing work. Um, and obviously, yeah, we're focusing a little bit more today on, on sort of the healing side of that energy, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to recognize too that it it weaves into nature and the planet and and institutions and relationships and community in all sorts of different ways. But uh, yeah, I'll jump into a little bit just to expand on that. Um, just like you were saying, we're not fifty fifty. Um, we're also activating these different energies in different areas of our life, and I think as a woman or someone who identifies as a woman in the world, we are probably more aware of activating the masculine because we're living in a very masculine society, right? In terms of the energy, right? So, um, but in terms of noticing when we're activating it, maybe we're activating this masculine energy at work, when we're organizing something, when we are um, creating some type of presentation or organization, creating systems. And then in other areas of our life, for example, um, it can be when we're nurturing our child, when we come home from work and we soften and we get into play with our children, we're throwing the ball around in the backyard, like that might not be something you think of, but it's 
there's a very feminine essence in just throwing a football back and forth and softening into that momentum and that flow. Um, it's not necessarily always flowery and um, what you might think is the feminine. So anytime you're leaning into the energy of nurturing and receiving and moving more into pleasure, that's when you know you're in the feminine. So you're out to dinner, you're enjoying a good meal, you're, you're letting go of work, you're letting go of responsibility, you're letting go of your thinking mind, and you're moving into your senses. And, you know, whether you identify as male or female, we can all relate to that in an instant where you go, ah, you know, you have that first glass of wine or a really delicious meal, or you're enjoying a sunset. Okay, now I'm in the feminine. And it has nothing to do with gender. Yeah, maybe, maybe you could um, uh, throw down Ben or Jess, whoever, um, some of the, some examples of masculine versus feminine, because I found that really helpful when we were learning like yin and yang in school, where it'd be like yin is night and yang is day, and then yin is down and yang is up. And do you have, do you have some of those things that would just maybe give some examples for those that learn best by having a couple of like examples like that? Totally. Yeah, like I think... I think it's important to capture the feeling of the essences, right? Um, as opposed to words. And, and one of the ones that always strikes me as, as the most clear is the difference between New York and Hawaii. Um, if, you, oh, cool. if, if you've been to either of those places, right away you get a, a feeling sense, right? A felt sense of the difference there. Um, I can and, smell, like when you say the word Hawaii, I can smell it. Like I can smell yeah. getting off the plane and smelling it. Yeah. 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 So I think that captures how those energies are moving through us pretty well. Um, you know, and then sort of as it relates maybe to our healing work, this idea of um, curing, you know, versus healing, right? Um, and, you know, the, the, a masculine pursuit has like a, a clear beginning and a clear end. You know, you think about surgery maybe as an example of that, right? Uh, you're going in, you're fixing a hip, and it's done. And, uh, and, and on you go, whereas a more sort of feminine feel in a healing journey is, is more of a process, right? It's less goal-oriented goal and more, more of a process and of a continual nature. Um, and I, and I, I think, too, I, I, that's, that's an important sort of capture in the conversation today, right, is, is this idea that our, our healing work is never really done, right? We were born we work on our healing and we die. Um, and it's, if, 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 I think if more people sort of, in whatever they're doing, right, um, if they wrap their head around that in their healing work, it becomes easier, right? It becomes more of a, a process and a flow than a, a start and a finish and, and pressure's gone and, and you can just sort of be with and, and be in the, the process of it. Um, so. So yeah, those are a couple like sort of maybe ways of, of thinking about it. Yeah, so, this, so go, go ahead, Jess. Yeah, I was just going to touch on that too and, and add in this, this masculine concept of compartmentalizing things. And we're very used to that, right? We see an issue and like Ben was talking about the hip and we go in and we want to focus just on the hip. And I guess all of us here in our profession are very used to talking about um, 
a wholeness and a holistic way of looking at it. So the compartmentalization is the masculine and sure there's a, there's a time and place for that. If my knee is broken, please focus on like, or my leg's broken, please focus on my leg right now. And we'll worry about my gut after, (laughs) but um, (laughs) if that's fair to say, I don't know, maybe call me out on that. Um, And then the feminine is, is like this wholeness and this interconnectedness as well. It's so fair to say that what you, Mm -hmm. what you said. And I, uh, I think that's where I'll be honest. I think that's where a lot of people may struggle. Is is yeah, I know we're talking about divine feminine, but I, I mean um, we have a we have a man on 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 the podcast. But I, I just I can't get over how cool that is because really there there is a need for both, right? And it's just it's this lean. I feel like it's it's getting very polarized in terms of it's either this or that, and really it's this like swirly mix of both changing one changing into the other. Um, this and that always not the or yeah Mm -hmm. yeah if i think that's that's an awesome point dave like and and that's something that that we feel strongly about in this message too right is it's it's not um good or bad um yeah it's not this or that it's it's just that that i think it's, it's fair to say right that there's been we've been overly focused on masculine aspects Mm-hmm. Um, of not just sort of institutions and society in general, but in our healing work. Um, and, and we want to, we want to be sharing messages that, that recalibrate that mm-hmm. focus and, and bring the feminine into, yeah, in, into the priority that it, it deserves in, in the work. It really does. I, it's, it's interesting because I mean, as, as well, us, us three naturopaths and you too, Jess, as you work with people on their healing journeys, I mean, most of a lot of, a lot of the people we work with come to us from, you know, trying a more conventional approach, which invariably I'm assuming is more masculine in many respects. Um, and I've always tried to find the language of what we how we are approaching things differently. And there's lots of ways to say that, like it's holistic, it's whole body, you know, mind, body, spirit, it's integrative. But I, I will very much admit that I have never thought about it um, from a masculine feminine point of view. And, um, and I think under, I, I really see now that the work I do has acknowledges that fluidity um, and the, acknowledges the time and place for different types of healing. So I, I thank you for showing that to me. And I, I'm excited to kind of dig deeper into that. Yeah, it was, it was neat, I think, for Jess and I too, to, to think about it a little bit deeper. And when we looked at each level of this healing experience, right, from the cell to the organs, to the tissues, to the body, to the mind, to the emotions, to the planet, we were able to see the deficiency in focus on the feminine and we were able to sort of see the where the the feminine really was and needing and calling for a greater sense of urgency in focus um and so so yeah as we as we sort of move forward and get into some of this stuff it's it's nice to think of and sort of go in that or use that process from from small to large where we can really sort of tease out how the feminine is weaving through each of those little little parts of our experience. So which way should we go? Well, I was just going to yeah. say, Kara was sort of alluding to it, but maybe they, you guys could flush it out how, how this is sort of manifesting in medicine. 
um, with the sort yeah. of masculine approach in medicine? Like, do you want to maybe flush that out a little bit? Um, yeah, we t totally. Like, I think the, the overwhelming energy, I think, whether it's from a, a Western perspective or even like a naturopathic perspective, sometimes we fall sort of prey to, to this fix-it mentality, right? In naturopathic sure. medicine, often mm -hmm. like, you know, take this supplement or kill this infection or, you know, I think for, uh -huh. for two big sort of things that pop out and we, we fail to, to look at the sort of the system approach, right. Um, to, to the healing work. Um, and, and maybe this idea, you know, just picking up again on sort of the, this idea that our healing work is never really done. It's, it's, it's one thing that moves into another thing, right. Um, often in our, you know, in our work with patients, um, we're talking about one chief concern and then it's done and then they're gone. Um, and maybe another chief concern pops up, but often it's like, this is the goal. Let's accomplish this end and then we'll sort of part ways. But I always like this idea that sort of goal aside, yes, we can sort of focus in on, on your priority and what your body is trying to sort of message to us. Um, presently, but then it, it sort of shifts and morphs into something else. Um, so whether that's something in the physical body or then something sort of at the level of the mind or something in sort of their emotional work. Um, so I don't know if that really answers your question, Dave, but that like sort of is, is some of the, some of the striking differences of how it's sort of manifesting in medicine right now. Yeah, that, that's what I was going for. Mm -hmm. um, I like that healed I like using the term healed and healing at the same time. There is sort of a yin and yang to that. There is mm. the goal and the process in that. Um, and when I start out um, healing work with groups of women um, or, or just one-on-one, -on -one, I'm always talking about how this healing can be happening simultaneously. Like you can drive yourself home and still be healing. You can be writing that email and um, working within your family dynamics and, and, and pursuing your purpose and the healing can be happening in the background. The process is happening, whether you have this focus on it or not. So relaxing back to the back of the body instead of this sort of image of a furrowed brow, you know, like really looking microscopically in on something and focusing, I'm going to heal this, I'm going to heal this. And instead softening wide sort of to the horizon and knowing this healing is happening all the time on one level or another, which we're going to talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so what does, like, what does healing, um, maybe what does healing mean to you, Jess, or, or you, you guys as a couple, what does healing sort of mean? Um, I, we, we like to look at it like from a perspective of wholeness, right? The, the merger and the integration of, of two equal and opposite sides. Um, so that, yeah, like what we were saying before, the, the yin-yang symbol, um, and there's a lot of different sort of ways of, of like showing it pictorially, right? But, but the, the yin-yang expresses it perfectly. And it's, it's, the, it's this idea that to move forward in our healing work is really how do we bring in this, this feminine and masculine side of ourselves and, 
and acknowledge each one um, as it moves through us. Mm-hmm. And respecting too that the, like there's no fear, let's say someone who's really identifying with the masculine energy, let's say that's really an important part of their work and their process, but understanding that there can be sort of a shadow side, if you will, to both aspects, right? So a, a feminine can be out of balance and, and show it in certain ways, often things like addiction or something like that. And the masculine energy can be out of balance as we're seeing a lot in our society right now, which is hyper-focused on productivity and, and so on. And so when we're talking about healing the feminine right now, it's also with the desire and the intention to heal the masculine alongside it, right? So we're bringing, like as Ben was talking about, this sort of recalibration that the shadow aspects of the masculine can heal as it comes alongside this fuller aspect of the feminine, right? So yeah, if that makes sense too. So there is, that's part of the healing process, right? Is healing both. Um, yeah. But it bring, you know, what you just said there brings up another uh, aspect that I hadn't thought of until you started saying that about the shadow. And it's not, maybe not as simple as just like more or less female male. It's more healthy female and more healthy male right? So maybe not just having more male or less male or more female or more or less female, but like a healthy version of female. Is that sort of part of what you're talking about too? Absolutely. Or in terms of feminine, less, less maybe gender wise, but for example, I can give you an example that might contrast. I know we're talking about the feminine, but Years ago, I felt that I was in sort of the shadow aspect. I was overly identified in feminine energy. That can happen, right? Or some, just like many women are walking around like hyper-focused on their, on their work or feel like they need to produce and they've lost some of the feminine aspect or what have you. It, it can manifest in, in anyone really, in male or female. But part of my healing, my feminine energy was coming into better contact with a healthy masculine. And I did that by climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. I went, so it was something where there was, like there was a clear goal and a process of um, meeting this goal. And um, so I did this work, healing the masculine, to bring back and re-energize the feminine, if that makes sense too. How, how do you, um, how do you, the, the people you work with, your, your clients or your patients, how do you explore these topics? Like, um, you know, where are you really seeing this express, you know, in the patient sitting across from you? Um, perhaps someone who is really goal oriented and saying, come on, I got to fix this. this is my goal. I heard you're the, you know, you're the one who, who, who treats this. Let's get going. How long is this going to take? What are the labs going to do? Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm just wondering, you know, that might not be the greatest example, but I'm wondering if you guys have examples of people you work with and um, trying to help them find, um, you know, a more, more, balanced energy when one is kind of a little bit headstrong um, or different experiences where this really comes out in medicine and healing? Sure. I'll start and then Ben can follow up because I know he's seen lots as well. But for me in the women's work, it often shows up in birth and postpartum work. So, okay. um, So obviously there's a very sort of, believe it or not, a yang energy in birth. Um, 
in pregnancy, we're building a baby. We're very focused on this goal of, of labor and delivery. We're, we're shouting. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is, to me, is also part of the feminine too. So let's not, let's not, <laughs> let's not lie about that. Um, but, but we have this sort of goal. Let's say, let's narrow it in on postpartum work. So you've had, you have a baby and you want to heal. You want to get back to normal. I'm going to get my, my body back, my health back, I want to get back to my routines. And this is an opportunity where I really focus in on women um, and talking with them about the feminine energies, whether I talk about it in those terms or not. So this is, this is about letting go of the doing. And often I'll give them, let's say a little bit of a structure of 40 days, right? So there's sort of a structure. This first 40 days are so crucial. Mm-hmm. Uh, many traditions around the world talk about these first 40 days, really setting a woman up for health for the next 40 years of her life, right? So if she's going to, um, you know, two days, now everyone's different, everyone's different. But if she's going to move into activity, start exercising a few days after birth, you know, what's going to happen, tearing, um, burnout, you know, you could have prolapse, there's you know, tearing of stitches, just feeling overwhelmed, or maybe succumbing to postpartum depression, because you're trying to do it all. And so this is the time where we soften back, we relax, we receive help, we nourish, um, we take our time. And that is a very, very feminine process, right? It's and then once we get through that, then you can start the movement and and going out and moving back into that young energy, um, but from from a balanced feminine place. Totally, and yeah, when I'm sort of, it's it, it's interesting. More recently, in in my intake process, I'm I'm trying to bring patients back um, to the cellular level, um, and I'm talking about the masculine and the feminine as as it exists in a in a cell. Um, and, and that's really where I'm, I'm starting and, and really all that means is I've realized more recently, just probably within the last year that, that all of our healing work from the level of the body is starting in, in the cytoplasm. And so if you can imagine, so the cytoplasm representing the feminine, it's this watery fluid sac, right? That is surrounded by the cell membrane. And then, so the masculine is, is represented by this dense nuclear material in the, in the center of the cell. And I, I, I really sort of highlight the differences in those structures as they relate to masculine and feminine, and then share that the, the healing is actually unfolding because of characteristics of the cytoplasm itself. Um, and that, the DNA and the genetic expression is, is really just a downstream effect of the feminine that surrounds it. Um, so, and we can talk about sort of the, the characteristics of that cytoplasm and what sort of are leading that healing work. And, and, and maybe, maybe to do that, we could, we could use this, this example of, of cancer. It's, it's not a, it's not a perfect example, but it's, it's one way of, of seeing and, and imagining the healing process unfolding from the perspective of the cytoplasm as, a, as opposed to 
the DNA. Um, and it's, it's sort of highlighted by two super simple studies. Um, they, took, they took a cancer cell and they, they took a cancerous nucleus and they transplanted that cancerous nucleus into a healthy cytoplasm. And the progeny, the offspring of that cell was, was healthy. And then they took a healthy cell, a healthy nucleus, and they transplanted that into a cancerous cytoplasm. And lo and behold, the progeny was, was cancerous. So it was a super simple experiment, but I had a, like a, an aha moment when I came across it um, because I realized it was sort of highlighting um, super clearly some of the things that we've, we've heard for a while, right? That, that it's our environment. Um, it's these epigenetic factors, meditation, diet, lifestyle, that are actually determining gene expression. But, but for me, it took it a little bit further, right? It, 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 it made me realize that, yeah, there are these epigenetic factors and that's interesting. And I, I get how they're sort of changing protein synthesis and gene expression at the level of the cell. But the, the area, the interface between those epigenetic factors and how a gene is expressing itself is the water, is this watery feminine. Um, and so, I mean, I think we all can sort of conjure up stories too of how water has sort of healing properties to it, right? We, uh, there are sort of stories in, in sort of religious sort of backgrounds and different cultures um, sort of have tried to explain this truth through allegory, right? Um, but, but, but yeah, for, for me... It, the, the first interaction with someone as, as we're getting into healing work is this recognition that all of your healing work is going to come from this, the feminine side of the cell. And we have to just devote all our attention to that first and, and let everything sort of flow from there. It's so crazy how both your examples were the same, but, but different. Like Ben's was like at the like nuclear cytoplasmic level and Jess was like, at like the biggest, most beautiful <laughs> universal event in life. And you're both saying it's born out of like the root is the start of all is that feminine, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like Jess, you're saying like the birth, you know, that process, you know, even for the mom is you need to brew in that place of the feminine. And then uh, Ben's example too was the cytoplasm and that environment, it starts with that feminine as well. So it's just such a cool that both your examples were different angles, but very similar in their stories. <laughs> we did our job right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what else it reminds me of is the Bruce Lipton, the Bruce Lipton work. You guys, you guys know the, mm -hmm. yeah, how like <clears throat> basically you can put a couple, you put a couple different cells in different environments and they turn into different, cells over time just according to their environment so absolutely um, i guess that's where it brings in like the the macro and the micro of what we're talking about too like if we are in a better environment our cells and everything are going to probably react in such a way that supports you know that feminine energy of health and then downstream from that yeah our gene products are going to change but I, I feel like we're so hyper focused on that gene aspect just like you're saying like we are so focused on genes 
and, mm-hmm. and forgetting this other stuff that sort of precedes it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's killing us, right? Um, you know, chronic illnesses, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, what, what are some of the stats, right? It's like childhood chronic disease right now is at like 46%, you know, compared to 10 years ago when it was at like 16%. Like, we're clearly losing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're losing overwhelmingly because we have a predominantly sort of masculine approach to to this healing work. And yeah, yeah, I think I think in all these different levels, we need to just keep coming back to how do we nourish the feminine sides of ourselves, the sides of our the the structure of the cell, the structure of our organs, you know, the our, our minds themselves. And, and I think, I mean, this is going back a little bit, but, but it's, it strikes me just in terms of like the difference between the sympathetic nervous system, right. And the parasympathetic nervous system, I think is the, a, a beautiful example of how the body is divided into a masculine and a feminine mm-hmm. action oriented part of our nervous system, our fight or flight nervous system versus a, a healing side of our nervous system, a rest and digest, a parasympathetic dominant. Like on so many different levels, we have, we have these natures that are sort of moving through us and, and we're really, the body has just become uh, a manifestation of these two, of these two forces, but just in a, like a, a material form. Um, so yeah. You, you can even see that when we explain hormones too, right? Like you can say, oh, well, you know, testosterone is the male hormone, but women have a little bit of it, right? Or, you know, it, most men don't know they have estrogen. It helps with their erections, right? We, we're really good at like categorizing this is a female hormone, this is a male hormone, and not realizing that it's like you know, we all have this fluidity of the dose of estrogen and testosterone, but they're both important for no matter what gender you are or identify with or, um, um, yeah, yeah. Um, Jess, I'd love to go back to your example. Um, I'm just thinking of, of the, of my women who I, I work with and, you know, I'm sure you have, you know, women you work with and I get really frustrated and, um, it's such a problem when I think I don't know if it's maybe a place to start healing when, when women are not in touch with their feminine. And I think your example, you know, postpartum is a great example, or I'll work with a lot of women with period problems and I'll say, they'll be like, well, I have to take Advil or I can't do my CrossFit during my period. Mm. Right. So just like, um, that more restful nurturing state can be really hard for, you know, busy moms and we're working and, you know, in a more masculine world. I just, I don't know what my question is to you, but I'm just wondering, um, I'm sure you see that and how we start to sort of really help women to, you know, slow down and I, and acknowledge kind of that energy. Mm. No, thank you for bringing that up. It is, it's so crucial right now, especially um, for, for our health, right? And I think the first thing you have to start with, and this is going to be a really, really tricky one, but is loosening the grip on 
needing to be productive to be valued in society, right? And that is just sort of what's been laid out for us. It's not necessarily something that we've created, but it's definitely something that we've all internalized. And, um, and, and being in the feminine requires you to allow to release that, that, that you are only valuable if you are producing. Um, <clears throat> now at the same time, here's the beauty of it. When you fall back into rest, when you fall back into that feminine energy of, of creativity, of pleasure, of sacred rest, from that place, you will create and produce on the other side, the best things. I mean, mm -hmm. your children, your partnerships, your communities, um, your purpose, your art, um, you know, I could go on and on. So the first thing there is being able to find this intrinsic value that we are valuable in our rest as well. And that it is integral. Like we we're talking about, we are this fluidity, this synthesis of both. We cannot create great things if we are exhausted and frustrated and disconnected from pleasure. And, you know, we haven't really talked about that a lot. I brought it, I'm trying to inject that word as much as I can because it really is a really quick way to access the feminine, right? And, and not necessarily just in the terms we think about with sex or self-pleasure, although, you know, I could go on and on about the benefits of that as well. Um, but in, in playing with our kids, in enjoying a good meal. Um, and, and then another really big one, I think, stemming off that is talking about the mother wound. And that is something that can be for the both men and women um, listeners. This healing of the mother wound, this connection to our relationship with our mother is, is really, is a huge one. Um, because our connection to mother, if you want to look into family constellations work, for example, our connection to mother is life, right? We're talking about birth energy and postpartum energy. The way we relate to the mother energy and the mother wound is the way we relate to our life. So if there's wounding there that is, that is unhealed, um, it's going to manifest in all areas of of our life. I don't know if you've done some work around the mother wound or if that's something that you talk about. Oh, could, could you talk like yeah. we talked to yeah, uh, Dr. Dr. Amit about yeah. family constellation. Uh, we talked to him about a lot of things, Ben, uh, you, I assume you know, Dr. Amit, he's another yeah. superstar, mm -hmm. uh, just like a superstar ND, but he talked a bit about that, but um, specifically, no, I'm interested in, in maybe if you could expand on mother wound, Jess. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah, I can start and then, and then Ben can maybe pick up with it. Um, so I guess the best way to describe how the mother wound is going to, how the mother wound is going to manifest in your life is often looking like things like self-sabotage, um, feeling competitive, um, basically not expressing your fullest self, right? Like making yourself smaller and this can come out um, in your work, in your partnerships, in your parenting. Um, and yeah, Ben, do you want to say anything? I see you, I can see him nodding over there. Do you want to say anything about that? Well, I, I think, yeah, the, the thing that, that I'm thinking about is, as you guys are talking about the mother wound and even just family constellation therapy is this, this 
this recognition that a lot of what's happening right in our bodies um, in the healing work that we get up to is sometimes a manifestation of things that have happened in the generation before us. Right. So it's, it's, it's not necessarily just sort of unresolved sort of conflicts between you and mom or you and dad, but, but sometimes this idea that, that a trauma or something that's happened to grandma or an uncle or a great grandfather um, that, that, was unresolved or unacknowledged in, in that generation mm-hmm. trickles down, right? And can manifest itself as shoulder pain mm-hmm. or back pain or gut stuff or headaches. And so if, if we're not acknowledging, as we ask the question, what's going on at the root level with my body right now, whatever it is, if we're not acknowledging that, that maybe the upstream means great grandma or great, great grandma, um, then, then, we're, then we're potentially missing um, an important question in, in, in the inquisition process. So, um, and, yeah. just, and just to clarify too, because when we talk about healing the mother wound, that can be very charged and full of energy for a lot of people, right? If they've experienced a lot of trauma or any type of abuse, it's easy to go, oh yeah, heal your mother wound. You need to heal your mother wound. But that can look different for everyone. And, um, and so that, that's definitely a process that's going to be unique and individualized for each person. So for some, that will be, that will be making amends on some, on some level with the mother, or it will be something from a distance, but it's sort of taking in that mother energy, yes, this woman is my mother. This woman did give birth to me. This is the truth of it. And I'm going to separate myself from the toxicity and heal over here at a distance. So just to clarify that too, but. Yeah. And, and sorry, I don't know if this makes sense to sort of insert here, but it has me thinking too, that, that one of the reasons why we are having trouble integrating either the feminine aspect of ourselves or masculine aspect of ourselves is just because we haven't integrated dad's energy or mom's energy properly. So there's something in even just that sort of root relationship that remains unresolved. And so we're having a hard time like manifesting a healthy feminine or a hard time manifesting a healthy masculine. Um, And so you have to do work with either the relationship with dad or the relationship with mom in order to integrate those forces in you. Um, and so that I'm, I'm thinking about that sometimes too, um, as, as I'm talking with people and, and trying to really bring insight into what's, what's blocking the, the healing from unfolding. Mm-hmm. And could that be, I mean, outside of even family influences, not integrated, um, that could be the environment grown up with like school right. place, you're grown up workplace, um, <laughs> There's so many influences, I'm sure, that, um, you that, know, that inform that. Our, our relationship. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Integrating and healing our shame stories is something that I'm a big proponent of. And um, that can also manifest as, as something that you classify under the, the mother wound, a propensity for this, this shame. So um, 
I would say that Ben and I talk about sort of this family constellations, this intergenerational work. Um, we could say that we see this in really everybody we see. There's, this is in every person that would walk into your office on some level and is really essential. Like when we're talking about working from the cell and then working our, our way out into the larger systems of the, the physical, then the emotional, mental body, and then our community, like these things here are really key. If they are left unchecked, yes, you may cure a symptom, but are you really healed, right? And so it will manifest again down the line um, in another way. Jess, I think, um, I, I'm not sure on our outline here, um, did you have something that you were wanting to, um, a way to kind of engage our listeners in, um, uh, I'm not sure you had maybe something that you were wanting to do to kind of help uh, kind of foster that feminine? Yeah, like I think I sort of touched on that in the beginning where I was just sort of wanting to give you a sense. I mean, we've moved past that now, but just okay. really to give you a sense of that moment, just like Ben talked about stepping on the beaches of Hawaii, you know, as opposed to the bustling city of New York or um, softening into that image um, of tossing that ball back and forth or taking that that bite of a delicious meal. And and moving your senses away from sort of between your eyes and a hyper focus to like that, we can all just do it right now, like just that, that exhale and softening back into your sensory body, um, noticing what you're feeling in your body. So there's a, there's a really great book by someone named Christine Caldwell, and she wrote a book called Bodyfulness. And so I just love that term and I use it as often as I can because there's a lot of talk about mindfulness and it is a very important tool, but I do look at mindfulness as more of a masculine pursuit. Mm. There's an ascension, there's a focus, um, and it's a very important one. Whereas the feminine may look more like getting into the body. So in sports, in dancing, in, you know, our family, I'll tell you, you know, I'm going to out, you know, like tell everyone about Ben and how he can get into it. But, <laughs> you know, if our, if our, if our family unit at home is out of balance and there's a lot of energies coming in from the outside world, like nothing gets us into the feminine quicker, I believe, than throwing on some music and everybody just sort of moving their body and totally. dance, right? Um, to get out. And if this wasn't a podcast, we'd put you on the spot here. I wish you could have seen him preparing before you guys came on. <laughs> we, had some, we had some tunes going. It was, it was good. The horse involved. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's for another podcast. But, yeah. And, and I guess we could move into one of the ways that, that Ben and I really, as a couple move into the feminine and that is um, going into the sauna, right? Like that's an instant way of moving out of our heads and into our body and doing sort of a hot, cold therapy and, and sauna. And it connects to the water that Ben will love to share more about. Yes. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's explore some ways um, like uh, some different tools or, 
or things that we can do to nourish the feminine? Like, what are some of, what are your favorites? Why don't we, like, more personally, what, what are your individual or favorites or family favorites? And you've also mentioned your, uh, your family favorites and couple favorites too. Yeah, like, that's, that's tricky. I, I might take us down a, a weird, a weird. <laughs> we would only that. expect that then. <laughs> um, Does it but, involve Dance Mix 94? <laughs> You've got it. I think one, I can name it one to ten. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, one of the ways that that we are sort of acknowledging um, and sort of nourishing the feminine is is how we treat our water. Um, and I, I mm-hmm. hate to take it back to, to this again, but but it's it's it touches on some of that that cytoplasmic healing again, but. I have a process in the morning where I will wake up. I will, it probably takes about 10 minutes where I'll, I'll get some filtered water and I will run it through a vortex, which takes it from like a dead inert substance and transition, transitions it into a, an energized alive substance. And I, I have like a, a moment. <laughs> he does. Are you, da- are you dancing I, to make I, this water no, vortex? No, no, no. <laughs> a water dancer. I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm just making it an intentional start mm-hmm. to my day, right? It's um, ritual. It's ritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ritual and it's, it's process um, where I'm, I'm, I'm getting the water in a state of being, right? Where I feel my body can receive it and use it in its highest good. And it's not just getting in and then getting into my blood and then getting into my, through my kidney and then out with my urine. It's actually sort of getting interstitial and then drawing through the cell membrane and able to get into that, that watery cytoplasm and sort of nourish and act like a detergent and detoxify. And it's, it's through that process, right, um, where our, our cell membrane is, is getting uh, a charge, uh, we're, we're creating uh, a, a real potential um, across that cell membrane where now we can bring in B12 or we can bring in iron and we can bring in, you know, fish oils and they can get into the cell instead of, you know, them just like hanging out around the interstitial space and then sort of getting lost in, in the lymph and, and, and then out with waste. Um, so anyway, I, it, it's, it's not a, there, there are lots of other ways I think that, that Jess and I are connecting and, and acknowledging how the importance of the feminine in our day to day. But, but that's sort of the, the very first thing that I do. And, and uh, yeah. And it's for all of us, right? Like you, mm-hmm. you get that water, you have that process for your own water, but then he'll make some for myself and for our toddler, right? And it, it's a real act of nurturing as well, right? So there, there's a lot of process to it. And, you know, we tease Ben, we were teasing Ben about the importance of the water aspect. But yeah, the way we treat our water bodies, even just going back, you were asking about menstrual cycle and things like that too. Like um, the way we treat our water bodies is, you know, a litmus test, I feel, for how we are going to be in the world, right? And show up. Um, so, yeah, I can, I can attest to watching Ben doing that process. And it is very different than just running to the sink or your 
Brita filter and just chugging it and that's it. Like it, ritual is a, an act of the feminine. Um, and yeah, so yeah, we do that. We do our, our sauna in the, in the winter, we leave the pool open and we do cold plunge into the pool. We've done some videos on a, on our little Instagram account yes. and had some fun with that. Um, and I'll tell you like, in terms of like relationship building, like that whole, uh, that whole process is really uh, powerful for us. If there are conversations that need to be had, or if there's silence that needs to be had, or, you know, we can move back and forth and there's nothing like being in a little hot box to get that sorted out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I think for, for me, I've, one of the first things that I realized with the sauna is how it sort of took me from a, if I was closed and, you know, hyper-focused, I had, there was a long day of charting or whatever, just some, some business strategy stuff. And I was in my head, not in my body to get in that space with Jess was an immediate recalibration um, where I could get in my body and I could open my heart and I could, I could connect again. And, um, and it was really, yeah, just getting out of my, over masculinized body and into a, a feminine space um, where I yeah. could be with someone. And me too, right? I mean, we experience that too. We have 50 million things going on. We're running after the kids and work and dinner and your to-do list and website stuff and whatever. Um, so coming into that, to that space too for, for myself as well is it takes a minute. So yeah, and I, I think too, to like to tie in maybe some some nervous system stuff there too, right? It's it's like this this immediate transition from from sympathetic to parasympathetic. So so now not only are we sort of out of our heads and into our body, but we're we're ready to eat after the fact. We're ready to yeah, our our bodies transition from a doing to a healing state just by just by the act of the the exercise. Mm -hmm. And there's just one more important aspect. I, I had mentioned sacred rest before. Um, and I think a lot of people get confused about rest because they think, oh, yeah, I'm going for a walk in nature. I'm resting. Or, oh, I, when I, I relax when I clean up the kitchen. Or, you know, I'm resting because I went for a bike ride with the kids. That's really important rest, but that's active rest, right? And we need to get into this state of just total almost nothingness and just receiving. So that is like sitting in your backyard and just listening to the sounds of the evening or sitting out under a tree or at the lake or somewhere in your house where it's just nothingness and rest. Not listening. I, I don't want to say this because we're creating a really great podcast, but not listening to a podcast and not, you know, watching <laughs> yeah. a show or whatever else, right? It has to be yeah, that real re rejuvenating rest. So that, that covers, I mean, we have tons, like we could talk about this all day, but yeah. And I love how your examples are all, um, like they're not like a 10 day meditation retreat or like <laughs> a sweat lodge for a day with, Wrong. you know, a, you know, it, like a smudging ceremony, like those things are great, you know, occasionally, but I love that your examples are, you know, as you said, you, you have, uh, you have businesses and kids and, uh, uh, you know, lots of 
full things in your life. And I love that you take these moments and rituals um, and they don't necessarily have to be these big things, but you're building that into your, into your day. You're not trashing my Vipassana experiences, are you? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, Ben, I'll back you up. He yeah. Still talks about that. Better not. and i'm all in for that too i mean that would be a way for me to activate a masculine energy to bond Mm -hmm. yeah and it's and it's very feminine it's also a good example right of the integration of the two because it is so so body focused right like it's Mm -hmm. it's the exercise is moving your attention to the body and to sensation so in that way it's it's like yeah it's it's the perfect marriage of these two forces in yeah it's pure observation right it's you're actually yeah. just supposed to observe what is going on in the body totally yeah when are we going when's when's the next you can't go together <laughs> sure if i you saw can. you if i saw you there i just started laughing like <laughs> i went with a friend i went with my buddy lenny and we just cuz you know your brain is just like dying to to yeah, like yeah. react to anything and yeah. so I saw Lenny and just burst out laughing. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. Anyway, people who go will, will know what I mean. Um, actually, uh, what about, do you guys want to talk about something that's coming up soon for you in, in September? Do you, want to, do you want to talk about that now? Is it a good time? Sure. <laughs> yeah, so we are going to, to take this one step further because as we were preparing for the podcast, we realized just not only how much we have to say about it, but really just looking around how important it is and we want to reach more people. So we've decided to create sort of a four-week online immersion into the practices that will nourish the feminine, um, the feminine process in your healing journey. And so um, that will be a combination of, of Zoom calls and practices and information um, and so, of course, everything needs a container to, to successfully hold the feminine energy. You still need a masculine container. And so there will be some of that aspect in terms of, you know, these are the practices you can do and, and these are the journaling prompts, et cetera. And then also just a lot of experiential work. Because I think, Carrie, what you touched on is what we're really good at, and that is integrating these things into your daily life. Because if I just send out another 10 things for you to integrate into your quote unquote self-care routine, like we've all had it. I'm not going to tell you what to do for your morning routine. I'm not going to give you another, you know, self-care ritual, but how to experience it in the moment to moment Mm -hmm. to moment, because that is the feminine to listen to the cues and the messages of your body while you're in a meeting with your naturopath and you are working on a healing journey or while you're dealing with your children or while you're, you know, um, making love to your partner to cue in and be able to receive the messages moment to moment. And I think that's something that the goal of that course will be. So it's coming out in September. Um, and you can find more information about that in the coming weeks at jessicamarie.com. It's Jessica with a K. I'm going to sort of spearhead that on, on my website and, um, and we'll, we'll do it together. And I think we need more of that. We need to see more couples um, working together out there. Uh, just, just being themselves. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you can't go wrong with supportive feminine based 
uh, it's like you almost can't go wrong in doing investing in some form of feminine supportive uh, work, which again, I, I don't, I'm not an expert in this sort of idea as you guys are, but like, I, I feel like as we're talking about this, the more our patients do like feminine supportive work, the more like my targeted organ fascial restriction release is going to work better. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's a never a bad investment. So I think that's so cool that you're, you're doing that in a really accessible way. Cause it's something that maybe I don't always have time to do in, in the office or I'm, uh, maybe a naturopath is focusing, maybe we're hyper-focusing on sure, some things, yeah. but it, it is nice that it's something you could do a little bit more like when you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love it. And I mean, I work with women all day and I can tell you the world needs your medicine for sure. Um, that's one of my actually favorite quotes is, it says, woman, the world needs your medicine. Mm. And uh, I, 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 I feel it from you and I'm really excited to see what that course brings and the work that you guys continue to do. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us guys. All right. We gonna, well, we have to, we have to leave them with the one last thing. Oh, the one last How thing. How could you forget that? You were so enwrapped in, 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 in everything. <laughs> So we ask all our guests um, at the end of the episode, what is one takeaway or one thing one feeling energy that you would like to leave our audience with and you guys can do it together. You can do it separately. I'm going to go first. Go first. Yeah. Um, I want to entertain this idea that, that maybe we, we can't have a a spiritual experience. We can't listen to sort of the whisperings, right. Of our calling purpose on the planet without an integrated feminine um, and without healthy cytoplasm and without structured water that it's, it's hard, it's harder to, to listen to those messages because they're covered up, right. By a body that's out of alignment. And, and when we come into alignment, then, then it becomes easy, right? It, there is a, a certain flow to our, to our existence that, that we all deserve. Um, and I don't know, that, that, that sort of lingers with me as we, as we talk today. Um, mm. Maybe a good place to, for me to sign out. <laughs> mm. Yes, high five to that. And uh, I, uh, I'll add that, you know, you are enough and start from there. Love it. I don't want to add any more words after those two messages. Thank you so much, Ben and Jess. Yeah, thank Thank you so much. Thanks, guys.